Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 63 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for continuing to teach us more of your ways. Keep our hearts open to your message today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 19. We start out with the story of Zacchaeus, who was a rich man, but a tax collector and a sinner. He was also a short man who ran ahead of the crowd because he desperately wanted to see Jesus. So he climbed a tree. Jesus singled him out to have dinner with him. That night at dinner, Zacchaeus was saved. Of course, the crowd of people couldn't believe Jesus would eat with such a wicked man. But that one and many more were the reason he came to this earth. He said, today is messianic and spiritual salvation come to all the members of this household. Since Zacchaeus too is a real spiritual son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Yes, Jesus came to save the lost. That includes us, my friends. If you had any question whether you were good enough to be saved, this passage should make it very clear that Jesus came for every single one of us. I love the story of how Jesus told two of his disciples to go get a colt for him to ride on. They found the donkey exactly where he said, and the conversation that occurred was exactly like he said it would be. If I didn't mention this before, the word donkey is translated to mean a beast of burden, just as this beast of burden would carry Christ. Christ is the man who would carry our burdens to the cross. And this was the first Palm Sunday. In verses 37 and 38, we read about the people praising Jesus in the streets for all the miracles he had done, not the least of which was the gift of peace. The meaning of peace in the passage is the freedom there from all the distresses that are experienced as the result of sin. We certainly look forward to the day when our sins no longer have a hold on us. The day will experience perfect peace in heaven, but it is possible to experience peace here on earth as well. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. He is our Prince of Peace, and it is our privilege to receive this gift he came to offer. Let us call upon the Prince of Peace and all he did to offer us that peace. Lastly, we find Jesus going into the temple and driving out all the people who were selling their wares. The temple had become a place of exchange, both in goods, but also in money. He detested this and threw them all out. God's temple was to be a holy place. Sometimes I wonder if we are guilty of the same thing these days with all the money changing hands in some churches for coffee, food, books, t-shirts, and so much more. Let's see what Paul is writing in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. In verse 5, Paul writes, Not that we are fit, qualified, and sufficient in ability of ourselves to form personal judgments or to claim or count anything as coming from us, but our power and ability and sufficiency are from God. Paul reminds us we do not have the ability within ourselves to do God-sized things. He tells us our power and ability and sufficiency are from God. I need this constant reminder because there are many areas in my life where I feel incapable because I don't have the formal training to do them. And yet God has put them in front of me. He doesn't ask me to be perfect, but he does ask me to be willing. He asks me to be available and he asks me to be obedient. When we offer ourselves to him, he can work through us. We are reading about the amazing things God did through Moses, who didn't feel confident, able, or up to the task, but he was willing, available, and obedient. 
Miracle after miracle was done through Moses' hand because God was with him. God intended to show himself great and mighty, and he did. Now countless people have the opportunity to read about our almighty God through the deeds of Moses. We just have to remember all of what we do is for God's glory. He will not let us fall when his plan is in motion. He can do great things through us if we are willing, available, and obedient to him. Paul finishes the chapter with encouragement and exhortation. Verse 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, freedom. Let us live in the freedom Jesus died to give us. Let's see what the Lord is telling Moses in Numbers chapter 9. God instructed Moses to keep the Passover at the appointed time. There was a question about some men who had handled a dead body, making them unclean. Moses went to the Lord to ask him about being able to be participate in a Passover, and God granted them the opportunity with certain provisions. It was so important for all the people to keep this day as holy unto God as a reminder about what he had done for them and protecting them from the deadly plague that killed the firstborn male. If someone didn't keep this day holy, he or she was to be cut off from among the people. In verse 15, we read that the day the tabernacle was erected, the cloud of God's presence covered the tabernacle. By day there was a cloud and by night there was fire. Imagine how visible God was to the people. His presence could be seen by all of them. When the cloud rested above the tabernacle, they stayed put. And when it moved, they moved with it. I also imagine this would have been a difficult life, not knowing how long they would be in a camp and when they would have to pack up. They obeyed God's movement. However, I think we may have trouble keeping up with the mobility with which the Israelites had to be ready for and the instability they may have felt. I wonder if they unpacked everything every time they settled in. Sometimes it was just for a night, while other times they would have remained for days. Either way, they had to be ready to move when God showed them it was time to move. This makes me want to be a little less firm with my plans and check in with God a bit more every day for his plan. Let's see what God is instructing Moses about in Numbers chapter 10. God instructs Moses to make two trumpets and then tells him how they are to be used. There are sounds that mean the whole congregation should gather. Sounds that tell the princes and leaders to gather. Sounds that tell the Israelites who should start moving from the camp first, second, and so on. The trumpet was to be blown before war, God said, that you may be remembered before the Lord your God and you shall be saved from your enemies. The trumpet was also to be blown when they celebrated feasts and made offerings. Next, a journey began. Each tribe set out as they were instructed, and they went on a three days journey. At this time, Moses' father-in-law wanted to return to his family and land, but Moses asked him to go with him and help be the eyes for them, help ensure all was well. Moses promised him blessings, and Moses spoke a prayer of sorts when they set out and then when they camped. Rise up, Lord. Let your enemies be scattered and let those who hate you flee before you. And then when they set up camp, he prayed, return, O Lord, to the ten thousands, thousands in Israel. We can pray as well when we move forward in the ways of God, the ways he asks us to move forward and pray that God will scatter all his enemies. Well, let's see what King David is writing about in Psalm 63. He's in the wilderness, having had to leave because of his son Absalom's warring against him. In verse 1, he writes about being in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I can imagine it would have been difficult being away from his home, possibly the palace where he had all the comforts a king would have. And now he was on the run in the wilderness at an older age that would have been more difficult for him to maneuver than in his younger years. Still, he looks to the Lord. He praises God and remembers God has always been his help. And then he writes, my whole being 
follows hard after you and clings closely to you. Your right hand upholds me. Again, we see King David leaning into the Lord, trusting him and relying on him in the storms of life. Let us follow his example and trust in God during the storm of our lives too. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing us more about you and your ways in your word today. Lord, forgive us our sins and allow us to receive the fullness of your love. Help us trust in and rely on you more today than yesterday. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.